welcome to the Soul Power Podcast with Stephanie Z, where we talk all things faith, love, and healing. I'm so excited to have you as part of our extended family, and I really look forward to meeting you in person soon. Welcome to the Soul Power Podcast with myself, Stephanie Z. Ah, we are officially back for Femfield Fridays, fam. And this is going to be a very intimate, beautiful, soulful episode today. So you may or may not know, I have just uh, officially completed my third ever Date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. The last time I actually completed it as a participant was in 2018 and then I crewed in 2019. But this was um, the second time I actually was able to do it fully immersed as a participant. And I would love to share some beautiful breakthroughs with you on today's episode. And my intent behind sharing it is for you to be able to also reflect on your life and through me sharing my stories, there may be, you know, some realizations or even some breakthroughs that you actually have around where you're at or where you've been or where you're going. Because, you know, storytelling is an extremely powerful tool that definitely evokes a lot of human emotion and can shift us in such a profound way. So we officially have story time with Steph today. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll call the episode today, story time with Steph. Oh, I'm like, where do I even begin? Just before I even started my podcast today. Oh, I probably should start with this story. There was an experience on day four, it was relationship day, where there was a a young gentleman in his probably 30s that stood up and shared very vulnerably around where he was at with regards to, you know, romantic relationships. And, you know, from hearing from him, it sounds like he's very successful in business and all other areas of life, but has sort of been, you know, avoiding uh, romantic relationships and, you know, so much of what he was sharing, I could totally relate to. I'm like thinking, are you in my head right now? (laughs) And nothing's ever a coincidence, right? You know, I noticed a theme throughout that I was like, oh my God, that's like me. Oh my God, like that's like me. Not everything, but, you know, you often are attracted to specific, you know, experiences or programs or events or seminars because you are a vibrational match to the specific content and also with what a lot of other people are going through. There's always like some common thread and something really profound happens. So you would know if you're in my world, which you are, that I am very intuitive and, you know, a lot of days I will set the intention and I will say a little prayer, you know, to God, to creator, to the universe and say, you know, please, you know, God or universe creator, use me as a vessel, you know, for the highest truth of love and compassion. And we, we all have free will. And so I, I willingly give my free will for spirit to utilize me and to share messages. And you may have been someone who has received a personal message from me. If you are a client in my world or, you know, a friend or a family member, or even if we don't know each other that well, sometimes I have, you know, reached out when I've had certain experiences and messages come through and I no longer doubt it. You know, there were times that I think, oh my God, people are going to think I'm crazy. What do they think? I'm like, no, it's not about me. And I need to trust that if they receive it, they receive it. And if they don't, then that's also beautiful and part of the lesson. 
I choose to do my part and then I bless and release. And so this gentleman was sharing part of his story. And within five minutes of him like sort of sharing, I just found myself holding up my hands and sending energy. And if you've ever been in my, you know, one-to-ones or 12-month masterminds, you'll know this is something that I've often done with you and my clients. And I just started sending energy and I closed my eyes and I started, you know, asking creator to bring through energy so I could, you know, send it to him. And he was connecting to his mother who had crossed over. We had just recently been doing the Hopper Nopo Nopo prayer, which goes, I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I started just saying this over and over again out loud, you know, eyes closed, hands up, sending energy. My hands were shaking. I was like, what is going on right now? And all of a sudden, he had just started to close his eyes. It was before he closed his eyes, actually. And just as he closed his eyes, it was like, pick up your pen. And I channeled this message. It was like half a page. I was writing so fast. And it was like, I've got to share this message with this man. And so he ended up, you know, having this intervention with Tony, probably went for about 45 minutes. So I'm like five minutes in and I channeled this message. And I kid you not, about like, 25, 30 minutes in, all of a sudden, starts saying the Hopa Nopo Nopo prayer to his mom. And it felt like when I was saying it to him, it felt like it was her coming through me saying it to him. That's how it felt. And then when he ended up saying it later on, I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What is happening right now? The most trickiest part was to actually try and find this person. I had to to be like, okay, spirit guide me. How do I actually access and find this person? I had no idea of their, like, I found out their first name through Tony saying it, but I had no idea. But, you know, through spirit's guidance, I was able to find him. And there were other things that I had to figure out as well. I won't share more details, but spirit really helped me. And I was like, this is so profound. And I specifically, they sort of shared with me, like, to be like, you know, He will receive it when he's meant to receive it. And I was okay that I was like, if he never receives this, that is okay too because he's not meant to. If he receives this in one hour, one day, one week, one year, it didn't matter because I did my part. And it was such a, a beautiful moment of just like pure grace. That's That's all I really can say. And there's so much power. I, the reason I share this with, shared this with you is just before I started my podcast, I was reflecting on that. And I had just wrote out my letter to self. So right at the end of Date With Destiny, you write a letter to yourself around your transformation and your breakthroughs and what you want to remember and what you know to be true and, you know, what you're manifesting. And I had just finished typing it out to email it to them. And they post it and send it to you in six months' time. And I just reread that. And I was reflecting on this experience with this particular man. And I started crying because I realized I was like, what an honor to be chosen by someone's mother, by, by God, by grace, to be that messenger. I was like, that is that is an honor. And I was crying but not from a place of sadness, just from like pure gratitude 
And it made me realize that I was like, this is a gift, Steph. Like you have known about this and you've had this for so long. And I believe we all have this gift, but I do believe it is like a muscle. And the more that we, you know, do the reps and the more that we pass on those messages and, you know, you've got to get the human out of the way. The mind, the mind loves to come in and try and what what are they going to think? And are they going to stop? It's like when we're in the heart and soul and we just come from pure love, that is a very different frequency. But if I let my mind, which early on when I when I first had these experiences, I used to be like, oh, they're going to think I'm crazy. I'm not sharing. And then as I started to share things and people were like, oh, my God, I was like, okay, there's something in this. So that was a pretty powerful experience for me. And not only that, I had so many breakthroughs within myself from listening to this incredible man that just, how do I explain? Went from having his walls up to just literally dropping the mask and just have just bearing his soul in front of like 6,000 people and letting, you just saw the love, like the love come in and he was like cracked open. I was like, there he is. That's him. His divine, beautiful soul. That's the real him. And then through listening to his story, there were so many, you know, breakthroughs that I had with, within myself around his experience, um, as you may know, and as you probably know, like me being on a journey of, you know, being celibate for three years and, you know, like going through that experience and choosing to take that time for myself he's been through a similar experience and I could so relate and I and I knew there was an element of yes I wanted to heal certain parts of myself but then I also knew yes there was elements of it was also an excuse to stay safe no more of that it's like we've got to stay open when we want to close and that's something that I've been working at I feel my energy closing and I'm like <gasps> open today it's done it like 10 15 times I felt my heart want to close in certain experiences and I'm like no stay open Ugh. And I'm like, it's closing, open. <laughs> it's, a, it's a practice, fam. It's a practice. And, you know, if you're in touch with your energy, you, you'll be able to feel that. But if you're maybe not yet fully in touch with, you know, your vibration or your frequency or your field, rather, it might be a little bit difficult to feel that. But trust yourself and your journey and where you're at right now. So, gosh, another profound breakthrough that I had was around my primary question. So I'll give you a bit of background. We all have a primary question that we basically ask ourselves all the time that's very deeply ingrained in our subconscious. And look, we were doing, we did six days, like 16-hour days, fam. Like 16 hours, six days, hardly any breaks like in like at all and hardly any food and hardly any sleep. <laughs> like it's wild. <laughs> And so you kind of do need to get yourself to a particular state. You know, he kind of needs our brain in mush because if you're trying to control everything and be in the head, you're not going to get access to what you need to get access to. And so for me, my primary question I realized was, why does this always happen to me? And when I dug even deeper, I was like, okay, what's something else that I ask after that? why is this happening? Another thing I might say is 
what's the point? Another thing I might say is it's not going to work out anyway. So what's the point? Like why even bother? And what I realized was I was like, whoa, that is not a very positive primary question at all because it's always leading to, well, it's not going to work out no matter what I'm doing. And when I dug even deeper, I realized I was like, oh, this is about keeping me safe. This is about me protecting myself. It was affecting all areas of my life, especially in, you know, romantic relationships. So I realized, yeah, there was an element of me wanting to stay safe, wanting me to protect myself. And, you know, there were certain patterns in my life and behaviors and habits that I did to do that because we just reaffirm what we believe, right? So I'm very overjoyed and very excited to share that my new primary question is, how can I appreciate even more of God's love and live life fully now? Such a powerful primary question. And it also meets six of my human needs. So we all have these six human needs. You've probably heard me talk about them before and it meets all six, which is wonderful. So that was another realization early on that I was like, oh, okay, because, you know, a fair few weeks ago, it might've been maybe two, three months ago, set an intention, put it out to God, to the universe, to create. And I was like, all right, I need to clear any blocks around that are preventing me from being in a romantic relationship. As soon as I set that intention, you know, I shared with you about the spiral dynamics and I knew date with destiny was going to be a big part of it. And there's just been other things that have happened in my reality. I was like, well, you asked for this, can't make this stuff up, right? And it's just like trusting your soul and where you're being guided to. Another thing that was really profound, and this goes for all my high achievers out there. Yes, you. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This was a big one. And I knew that this was going on in my life. And there were lots of things that I could work out myself, but I I knew on a deep level, I, I knew that I had conflicting values. So a lot of the time when we're not doing something, when we're not taking action or we feel like we're self-sabotaging, you know, when you feel like you take two steps forward, two steps back, or one step forward, two steps back, kind of like a self-sabotage. And usually that is because you have what's called conflicting values. So all of our pain and suffering comes from our beliefs and the meaning that we attach to everything. Right. And a big part of beliefs is, you know, another part of that is values, like what you value, and also the rules around what something means. And so I realized for me, my top one was safety. My second one was success. Third one was security. There was more, but they were like the top three that came out. And I was like, whoa, 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 WTFM. Because I realized in 2020, I'd done so much personal development leading up to that and had so much success. And not that I haven't had success. I've had the same amount of success, but it was like, it was the first time that I really put a rocket up myself and like really focused and was super disciplined and and tried really hard. And as you would know from me sharing my story, I burnt out. And so having adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue and me sharing the story around me thinking I was going to die, what do you think then became my number one value? Because I needed to protect myself. It was safety. 
because it was like, oh, my God, my body is shutting down. Oh, my God, my body can't handle this. Oh, my God, my heart rate is dropping. Oh, my God, I'm, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. Oh, my God, I think I'm going to die in my sleep. Who's going to find me? Like they were all the thoughts I was having. And I had an aura ring at the time that if you've ever had an aura ring, it tracks your heart rate. And I was waking up in the, the middle of the night, feeling my heart drop into my stomach, like it felt. And I checked my aura ring and my heart rate would drop to below 30. And like, as we know, if it goes to zero, you ain't here anymore. So having safety above security obviously means, you know, safety comes first, but it's like with success, you can't have safety. <laughs> like success requires you to take a lot of risks. It, it, there's a lot of uncertainty. And that's why a lot of people can't handle success because it's a lot on your nervous system, you know, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uh, unexpected things, a lot of risks. And, you know, the more that you can be okay with that, usually the more successful you become. So I realized I was like, okay, no wonder this is going on. And what I realized was I needed to change, right? This is why I obviously had, I was feeling stuck because especially my top two towards anyway, right? The things that you want to lean towards. We also then have values that we want to lean away from, right? Because they equal pain. It gets even more complex. And so I changed my top values to the first one being gratitude because I gratitude has completely transformed my life before. And I really believe that when you are grateful for it all, and what I mean by for it all, I mean you're grateful for what's been, you're grateful for what you have in the now and you're grateful for what is yet to come, that is when you live a beautiful life and in a beautiful state. And for me, I know when I'm very grateful, naturally I have so much joy. And then naturally from joy, having so much joy and so much gratitude, you just naturally spread even more love and that just amplifies. And so my top three have become gratitude, joy, and then love. And there's other ones, but they're my top three. And for who I am right now and, and who I am becoming and the woman and the queen I'm stepping further and further into, that just feels so perfectly aligned for me. And probably another breakthrough that was quite profound and, you know, especially if you're with me right now, I really feel like this one is going to land for you. There was a gentleman that shared a story around him sort of feeling like he's starting over. He, you know, five years ago had separated from his wife at the time who he has two beautiful children with. He's now 40. And they had to go their separate ways or chose because he decided to finally come out gay. And so for him, you know, he's, his business was built up, but like he pretty much lost the business and obviously he separated from his, his wife and his children and so for him, you know, he really does feel like he's starting over and he's 40. And Tony started sharing about his own personal story around his, you know, divorce that happened when he was around 40 and how the same sort of thing happened to him but in a different way. And that he basically started again from scratch. Even though he had been in the game for like 20 years, he literally had to start over again. And it was a hard 20 years. He had a million dollar company and a $10 million company. 
And now in the next 20 years, Tony Robbins is, is pretty much almost a billionaire. Go figure. 20 years he worked so hard and then he lost it all. And then the next 20 years he's like, I can't even explain, exponential. I don't even know, know if you can call it exponential growth. There's even like another word. Like wild. You go from like a $1 million and $10 million company to like billion, a billion dollars almost. Like that is just not even heard of. And then to 105 companies he has now, it's just wild. And what he said is, you know, this is the comeback. This is the comeback. This is the comeback story. This is the new chapter. This is where everything begins. It is not the end. It is the beginning. And this felt so true for me because, again, I feel like, you know, I I broke through so much of, my generational lineage and trauma, you know, from 2017 and I worked so much in doing so much inner work and I feel like I built myself up so much in, you know, 2020 especially, like I could just crack through this next ceiling and, you know, over the last two years it, it did feel like everything kind of came crashing down, even though I still maintained, but it was like it, I was growing and evolving and changing and I knew that things had to be done differently. So it literally did feel like, and everything did come eventually crashing down, including me, my whole identity shattered. And so definitely I have been, you know, restarting and it is a new chapter and it is a new beginning. And it made me realize it's like, oh, I get this. This amazing soul that shared his story was in the same place as me in a different way. And I thought, oh, that means that, a lot of people in this room and across the world, these 5,000, 6,000 people, so many of us are going through exactly the same thing. We have, I believe, in consciousness and across the world, we have had a breakdown of anything that was false, anything that was a mask, anything that was not in true alignment to who we really are as a soul in our core being, I believe left us and needed to break down and be shattered so many people I know in relationships that that they knew were not in alignment you know crumbled away and I know many people that have you know found the love of their life Uh, same with businesses so remembering that you know this feels like today feels like the start of my new destiny it feels like my new beginning this is my comeback story that's what it feels like And the last story that I will share and leave with you is probably the most profound. And I feel like this is why we do personal development, you know, self-development is the ripple effect that we can have on our family. And so for me, Yesterday on day six, our integration day, we did a beautiful deep meditation. It was it was very much like a hypnosis healing meditation is the best way I can describe it. I went very deep. And I remember Tony was saying to us to go back to one like of the, our earliest memories and he was kind of guiding us there. And I was hearing what he was saying, but throughout it, I've seen like eight different events. And I was just trusting my own soul and the work that I've done to be like, okay, I can go through multiple events. Like I've done similar things like this before and I'm just going to trust that I can go to the next one and and get the message and keep going. And that's what actually happened. It was quite profound. And I've also done this though, sitting with myself with my eyes closed and done similar things, you know, from 
previous mentors taking me through things and then me going, okay, cool, I can go inwards and actually figure this out myself. But one of them that came up, there was definitely one that was quite profound. There was a few with my mum and there was one specifically with my dad around around me when I was like a young teenager. So I was basically seeing myself of like when I was, you know, in high school and if anyone knows me from high school days, they will know that, oh, my goodness, I did, you know, since I was eight years old all the way till I was about 18, 19, 20, I did, you know, singing every week, went to a singing teacher. And when I was in high school, I did a lot of solo singing in, um, you know, shows that we had on and I was in two bands. I was in my band and I was in a band two years above me and then I would do a lot of dancing and also acting and I was even doing art, all the things. I just basically did it all. There was even one time one of my teachers, Mr. King, I remember there was like about 40 things on our, what is it called, the run sheet, and I believe I was in like about 25. And he's like, we might as well call it the Stephanie Zulkowski, you know, that's my real last name, the Stephanie Zulkowski show. It was so hilarious. I was like, oh my goodness. But reflecting on this yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh, like I remember, you know, growing up, my dad was very distant and the way he connected with me and with us was he played a lot of music and there was always music in my household in the morning when I get home from school at night on the weekends, like we always played music. And I think that's why I, you know, had such a love of music and like singing And I realized for me, like I got into singing and dancing and acting, I think really to perform for my dad because, you know, he would be listening to music and I would start singing and that was how we interacted. And so I feel that the reason I did more and more and more and more and more in high school was, yes, I was equipped, I had skills, right? But I think it was to try and prove myself, not I think, I know it was to try and prove myself and to get acceptance and love from my dad. And my dad, like, I can't even remember my dad ever being in any, like, like I literally don't even remember. I know he would have at least come to like one or two, but I honestly can't even remember him coming to anything. And my mom worked night work as well. So I did all these shows, you know, we would do multiple different shows throughout the year, probably at least like four different shows. And I probably 95, if not even more of that, my parents would never come. And so that was really, you know, hard. You're, you know, you're young, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 17 year old, and your parents, like no one's there to support you. No aunties, no uncles, no cousins, no, no grandparents. Like it was very rare if anyone came. I had neighbors that would sometimes come. And that was kind of nice that I had different neighbors, not for me, but for their own kids. And I was like, well, they're there. <laughs> I'll take it. And so I shared this with my dad, but I was very mindful around like the language because, you know, he lives in a nursing home and has been there since 2017. And I sort of shared around like why I believed he wasn't able to be there. And I shared with him that, you know, I said, we said to him, I'm so grateful that I have my love of music before you and all of my singing and, and everything like this. And when I was in the meditation, what happened was, you know, we were guided to go back to what happened before, you know, the pain, let's say. So before I was recognizing that, you know, here I am on stage and my parents aren't there. And what happened was I saw my dad as like a little five-year-old child at school on his own in the classroom with the nuns. Like he went to a Catholic school and they had the, what was a stick? I forget what that thing's called back in the day. 
And so I seen him there with like an Like He was kept back after class and he would get hit the cane and he would get hit with the cane. And it was like I saw him there and he was in trouble and he came out from Poland when he was like five years old. So he did not speak a word of English. And so he would often get in trouble. And so he, and this is what came through in my meditation that I actually expressed to him is what came through was that he will get in a lot of trouble and he didn't really know why. So he was, you know, started to associate that people equal pain, especially women, and that they judge you and that they hurt you. And so a big part of my dad's, you know, upbringing and and who he is, is he very much isolates himself. He very much is a loner. He very much prefers to be on his own and he's happiest on his own. You come to family events, but if we would be all at the back having a party, you know, my dad would always go out the front and do his own thing and you'd have to go and see him and he'd always be on his own. Or if we were all out front, he'd be out the back. Like it, it, that's just who my dad was. Or he'd go and have sleep. Like it's just that was always my dad, right? And I was like, oh, my God, I know why he does this now. Subconsciously, people equal pain. Consciously, he knows they don't. But I realized for him being able to come to shows, coming to a, you know, a, a hall with a few hundred people was overwhelming. And so he didn't know. He didn't know that, right? He didn't know that. All that he knew was that he just didn't want to go and just there was, and that was, that was that. And he didn't go. And so I realized in that moment how much more compassion I had for my dad. And it was so interesting because I saw myself, if you've ever done any inner child work, this is something that, you know, I've done a lot with other mentors of mine and I take a lot of my, you know, one-to-one clients through now. I saw myself as like a little five-year-old and I went back in that event in my mind. And I sat with my dad. It was so, so beautiful to see my dad as a five-year-old and his little Steph as a five-year-old. And I grabbed his hand and we ran outside and we had gum bits on and we were splashing in the water. And, and then I kissed him on the cheek and he kissed me on the cheek and we just cuddled. And that was just like the healing. It felt like it was just such a beautiful healing of like coming full circle. And then I saw myself back on stage when I was like in my teens and I was like, what can I, what is true about this moment? And I was like, oh. I don't need external validation. I don't need my parents to come and support me for me to to know I'm worthy or for me to know I'm not enough or for me to be loved or for me to be accepted because I am enough as I am and I accept myself as I am and I am powerful as I am and I can shine my light as bright as I desire. And I realised in that moment that, oh, this is not the end of the story. It's just the beginning of the story. And for where I'm headed and where my soul is guiding me, I realized that I needed to have those moments at such a young age on my own for what I am growing into and where I'm headed and who I'm becoming. Because who I'm becoming and where I'm going is going to need me to have that foundation of strength to be able to go to those specific events and to be able to shine my light and hold my power and accept myself and love myself and know that I'm enough as I am and to trust in grace and divine guidance and to know that where I am is perfect, where I've been is perfect, 
and where I'm going is perfect. A new beginning, a new destiny, the comeback story begins today. I love you, fam. Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of my extended family. And if you would like to learn more about the Soul Circle and Soul Power Experience, there are links below in the description box for you to fill out. And as I always say, from my heart to your heart, I love you. Gonna show